You are listening to Pullin' Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association, brought to you by Simply, a forward-thinking company committed to bringing next-level innovation and solutions to turf managers from coast to coast. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Tim Krieger. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Pullin' Weeds, the official podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. I'm Alan Knight, and I'm joined by my man, Campbell Cox. What is up, Alan? Got a guest host. Krieger's out of town, and we got the best thing in. I was in God's country visiting my mom and dad. Thought I'd swing by. Maybe you have to make this permanent. Don't tell Tim. You know, I really came by here to see the... The ladies, ladies in the office. Yeah. They're, they're really the ones that drive this entire engine anyway. So they it was, are. It was really, really good to see everybody. They are jamming with conference and show and booth sales. Have you already got your booth? We have got our booth. We are excited. Good. I mean, you know, we've been traveling quite a bit, getting out, seeing folks. Yeah, finally. Oh, man, it feels good. Yeah, it it does. feels good to see people, see what everybody's up to. Yeah. Um, restaurants being at full capacity, yeah, uh, you know, a year ago i would check into these hotels in charlotte there would be five you know yeah. cars in the parking lot you go there now man it's, it's hard to get a parking spot anymore so right. it's 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 fantastic yep yep so uh myrtle beach y'all gave away socks last conference and show yeah you looking for a new pair no i'm, I'm still good i'll I save mine special occasion i don't really? wear them out yeah they don't have holes in them yet not yet you're not wearing them enough dude i'm not but i'm, I'm seriously i'll use them on proper occasions well when we're done with this podcast there yeah. may or may not be a new pair of socks for you somewhere. beautiful yep the coral the, like the snake pattern is it the same one no we went a little bit more um historical we've oh, kind of got an argyleish. oh wow yeah yeah, yeah. i need those we'll, we'll represent the history of the game a little more man <clears throat> so i gotta tell you something funny i learned uh oh i used to work for the scj scga South yep. golf association you don't even know who you used to work for i know look at that biff and hat lathrop who ran it mm-hmm. and i happen to have a bag of galaxy one i want you know in my garage and I just saw on the label it was shipped from Lathrop, California. Yeah, that blew my mind. So I took a picture. Yep. and text Biff immediately, and he, uh, thinking I was teaching him something new. We'd never talked about Lathrop, California. He he sent back. He buys their marking paint through Jim Young. Okay, uh, and he texts back a picture of that bottle, and it was from Lathrop, California, or that can. And uh, I just. Didn't even know that, man. Lathrop um, is one of our huge manufacturing plants out in California. Nice. It's actually the only fertilizer plant that we own huh. and operate. Okay. It's in California, so it's a long way from the East Coast. Yeah. Um, but that's where we make a lot of our fertilizers for the West Coast. Right. Um, that's where we manufacture um, the West Coaster, West Coast's portion of the Galaxy One technology. Okay. It's where we also make fusion, yeah. our uh, ammonium sulfate, ammonium nitrate product, and that's also where we make nitrex. Okay. <clears throat> What's nitrex? I don't even know what that is. Nitrex is a fast release. Nitrogen? Uh, it, yep. Okay. It's a 20-2-3. It's got ammonium nitrate, urea, and ammonium sulfate in there. So it is a, and it's also inside the product, it's got a 5% um, iron. So you get wow. a very quick, very fast green up. I hear you. Yeah, and, and it'll get the grass moving. But y'all... You also sell paint or colorant or pigment, correct? We do. Yeah. Yep. That's, you know, that season is coming up. Here. Is it? You know, we've, yeah. You want to get into that a little yeah. bit? Oh, yeah. I love color. It amazes me what you can do with those things, man. Well, so this fall is going to be, I think it's going to be challenging 
with seeds, correct? With seed. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Tell them what happened in Oregon. You told me off air. Well, not long ago, I'd say probably within the last 30 to 45 days, there were temperatures in Oregon for a long amount of time in excess of 110, 112 degrees. Right. And in talking to a lot of the seed reps out in Oregon, um, it has had a detrimental impact not only on what's going to, not only from a yield right. standpoint, what they're going to be able to pull out of the fields. Yeah. But they're also learning that it's having a fairly significant impact on germination rates. Wow. That's primarily in the non-irrigated fields. Yeah. Um, crops like higher higher end crops like a perennial ryegrass mm-hmm. that guys are going to put out on their fairways. Yeah. The higher end varieties are typically going to be grown under irrigation. Right. It's yet to be seen what's going to happen with some of those. Okay. But you couple the the weather dynamics mm-hmm. along with the decrease in germination you couple that with what freight pricing is going to be right and it's going to be a, a a year unlike we've seen in a long long time right seed is it's not going to be cheap yeah at all but you and, got and, all and it of... might and it might be in short supply so and that's not um that is not at all meant to be scare tactics that's just right. kind of the reality of this year you well know? i mean anything uh I just got through running the city golf tournament, and it's sponsored by the handful of Chevy dealers in Columbia. Love Chevrolet called and said the only thing we have are work trucks on the lot right wow. now, um, and they they got a couple cars for display out there from somebody. But yeah, things aren't plentiful like they used to be. Nope, I was pulling into a Bojangles not that long ago, and it said we are out of the the woman in the at the um, <clears throat> in the window said we're out of chicken tenders from here to Atlanta really yeah so you know there was a nationwide chicken shortage and yeah you know this is kind of just fall in line but man the the, the seed dynamic yeah. is different than that i mean it was weather related oh yeah you know yeah. as as a result of a drought um you know you couple that with high freight rates right it's going to be challenging um <clears throat> that's where you got luminex <laughs> luminex is that it it's you were close lumex you're you're getting closer. You're you're Lumen. Lumen X. Lux. Lumen uh, sorry, say it Lumen again. Lux. Lumen Ux. Yeah, no, so I still said it wrong. So Lumen Lux. I'm not gonna take this opportunity to, you know, selfishly plug, but yeah, yeah. one one thing I think that that guys will look at this fall, potentially yeah. because of the seed pricing and seed availability. Yeah. For those that have historically overseeded both greens and fairways tees, driving right. range tees, whatever, um, they might start looking at using a colorant. Yeah. And it's nothing new to the industry. Right. Uh, guys like Jim Huntoon have absolutely perfected that. Yeah. And he, and he loves he it. He does. He talks about, yeah, he goes a little deep on it. Like when I say deep, yeah. getting the color he wants and the, you know. Well, if I may be wrong and I. I think he has actually con- like led seminars okay. on how to you know, or yeah. at, le- at least a lot of uh, at least a lot of guys lean on Jim right. for for right. some of his techniques and methods and what he's been doing and and some of those things. That's yeah. that's no secret, you know. People people realize that. But yeah, Simplot will have they we will be talking to customers in the next few weeks about some several of our products. One being Lumen Lux, which okay. is something that we soft launched last year. Okay. Um, 
more than a handful of our customers trialed this product last year. We were very happy with the results, particularly at the rates that they were using. They're, it's We're seeing very good results at lower rates. Nice. Um, we have a new product this year called Lumen Shadow. Yeah. Go guess it's darker. Good call, man. Yeah. It, you know, uh, Shadow is also Wes Hart's nickname. Is but it? But that's, that's for a whole other podcast yeah i want to know why i want to think that uh our product manager might have named lumen shadow after really? wes but i don't want to give wes that much uh that much credit either huh. yeah is it because wes throws shade or uh, i'll tell you off air, okay but it's fine. it's it's worth the story so um so so lumen lux is going to be a little bit of a lighter green yeah and lumen shadow is going to be a little bit of a darker green okay so uh, some pictures that i've seen where guys have demo demoted in, di- in different um scenarios yeah is I really love the look of using like Lumen Lux on your greens and on your approaches, almost like a Poa Trivialis look. Okay. And then using um, the Lumen Shadow for your fairways and tees. There's a good contrast there. Man. Yep. Now, now if you if you did a fairway side by side, it, the 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 color contrast would be subtle. Yeah. But if you did it, you know, fairways, tees, and then you did the approaches, and yeah, I think it would be visible enough from the fairway or, or from the uh, tee box that you would it would definitely stand out. Excuse my ignorance. They cost the same amount of money. <clears throat> no, what they're they're both very, they're they're both more on the premium side. Okay, and we're going to be uh, our pricing is going to be competitive with the market. Right. Okay. Right. With, with other products that are in the market, <clears throat> I I really like the longevity of our products. I really like the rates that we're going to be able to recommend. Yeah. We are going to have programs, some best management practices that we will be talking uh, to customers yeah. uh, as soon as, as August. The old BMPs. Those yeah. are popular right now. BMPs. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'll be, it, that. that's what we're excited about. Um, that, you know, EOP is right around the corner. Yeah. yeah. And Stressful it, time. It's, it might as well be a four-letter word, man. I, I mean, it's, you, you know, yeah. it, it's a stressful time for everybody. Right. Um, guys, are they're, they're busy right now uh, getting the course shut down and all those things, but uh, big tournaments in the fall. Mm-hmm. And then they're, you know, then we all come in and start beating them over the head with programs and, right. you know, rebates and terms and everything else, and they, they're just not in the mood to talk about it. And, and, and frankly, <laughs> neither yeah. are we, you know. Right. It's just so. So we got EOP coming around the corner, but we're excited to to be talking to guys uh, this fall about Lumen Lux and Lumen Shadow. So, nice. Yep. Yeah, I want to see it. Yep. In person. Yeah, and given the seed dynamics, man, who know it, it? It may be something that somebody in the back of their mind might want to take a look at. At least, oh, yeah. at least if nothing else, they could you know do a couple. They could maybe do their driving range tees and, and show their membership. Hey, this is this is a, a different approach or a different strategy. Maybe a way that we can save some money. Because I can tell you, man, right up front. Seed will not be cheap this year. Right. So it's, so right. yeah. Anyway, it's exciting. Nice. Yep. Well, let's take it on down to Chesty Creek with our man, Nate Steveley. Awesome. Uh, yeah. He's quite the guy, quite the facility, man. Yeah. That, that place is, I love the location. It it's, is. It's unbelievable. It's uh, nice, quiet there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you go on site? Oh, yeah. Got to play it with Nate man. and Chuck Conley. And then I went back and did some filming. And he had torn the place up, man. He, oh, really? he was airification and all that. Oh, and I yeah. was like, Nate, what'd you do, man? You tore this place up. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a good time. And, you, uh, you, the perks of your job, Alan. You get to play some pretty sweet places. I, I heard do. you got to play uh, Congaree. No, we didn't play it yet. Oh, you didn't get to play no, it? Oh, okay. No, go. Just, you were just there? Yeah, we had an opportunity to play a few holes, but had to get back to Columbia. I okay. think we're going back in October if you want to go. Oh, man, we I'd love to go. Make a deal. Yeah, that's all awesome. All right, well, here's Nate Steveley. 
This portion of the Pullin' Weeds podcast is brought to you by Simplot Turf and Horticulture. Simplot is a global organization that prides itself in technology and innovation. Whether it's in the food services sector with the recent introduction of the new Sidewinder French Fry, or with the mining of phosphorus to yield products that help control wildfires, or providing you economical and effective product options for managing your turf grass. Simplot is proud to invest its resources into technology and innovation to ensure our market has a bright future with products that you can depend on year after year. Simplot, bringing Earth's resources to life. All right, everybody. Welcome back. And um, pretty excited, honestly, to be here with our guest. We are over at Chichesi Creek Club. Did I say that right, Nate? Yes, sir. Most people say Chichesi, but we'll take Chichesi. Do they? They do. They say huh. Chichesi. It's funny. That's cheesy. They say that. I couldn't imagine saying that. All right. So let me see if I can get it right. It's Nate Steveley. Yes, sir. I said it right? That's correct. It's spelled just like it said then. Yep. Last name Steve and then L-Y on the end. So. so the reason I'm excited, and I don't even know that Al knows this, is that I feel like um, Nate and I have kind of grown up together mm-hmm. in this business. Big time. Okay. Like So I'm going to try and throw some dates and he gets to correct me but as i remember <laughs> good luck you were hired here in 2008 or nine one <laughs> there you go seven years off excuse me 11 2011 yeah yes, 11 2011, okay because yes, i had been on and bill had just he was in his first or his second stint on the board does that sound about right S- First, Bill being Bill, Bill Kennedy. Bill Kennedy. Yes. Bill Kennedy, who mm-hmm. is now the general manager of the club that we are in. Yes. He is CGCS. Yes. He, Bill. I thought is, he was. He's yeah. certified. Bill yeah. certified. Former president of the Carolinas, mm-hmm. and his. I mean, he did a lot of good things, but he uh, he helped push the BMP through. Basically, Big that time. was what he got done, mm-hmm. um, and he got to keep me around. So I, I appreciate Bill a little bit a lot, but. Oh, yeah. um, me too. Thanks, Bill. So we grew up kind of going through the ranks together with Bill and I coming in. And Nate, at the time, you were his assistant. Is that correct? Uh, second assistant, Corey, maybe. Yeah, even. second Corey assistant. Was. Yeah, Corey was the first assistant at the time. Corey Hall. Yes, sir. Corey Hall. Yep. Came from Wexford Plantation. And Corey Hall has been on this property, oh my. 11 years. He's at 11. Yep, I'm at 10 this year. So. Oh, so he was just a year before you. Yep, year before me, yep. And Bill has been here the entire time. Since they broke dirt. Is oh. Corey still here? Yep, Corey's still here. Really? Yeah, he's a director. Okay, yep. okay. So he is a director of building maintenance, is that correct? Uh, everything. All the, all all the, the structures. Golf course, building, everything. He takes care of all that. Budgets and everything. So. And now you're the separate, you're the department head for the golf course then? Superintendent, yeah. I manage the crew, um, do the projects, stuff like that, so... So Bill has taken his two best assistants and put them into leadership roles yeah. here. That's correct. Which is now what you're doing for others is grooming them. That's right. To come up and move on, right? Trying, yeah, trying my best. All right. So Nate was also heavily involved with the Low Country. Yep, I've been He's on the president. But yep, I'm pres- current president right now. I've been on the board ten years now. Um, so been president for just this year now, and I'll do another year next year. And Something I really enjoy. I was a part of the assistance committee when it first uh, came up in the Carolinas with Rodney. Um, we did a good job building that up, and it's still going today. So um, just like being involved, basically. It's been neat. He was Bill's plus one at our um, past yeah. presidents there. Yeah, which are very highly recommended to go to. You I hear you. A lot of at the Dunes Club. Yes, yeah. sir. And Dunes so Club. 
we would always sit next to each other. It seemed like like mm-hmm. Nate and I were buddies, you know, without having somebody else with us. Right. And so we got to know each other um, fairly well over the years, and then worked together on the committees and such. But let's take them back to preach a Chessie for Nate. Then okay, born where. Born in Denver, Colorado. My dad was in the Air Force. Um, thank you for his service. Yes, sir. Thank you. I grew up uh, out there for one year, and then we moved back to Ohio, where my family is originally from, which is called Wapakoneta. It's the home of Neil Armstrong. Huh. So that's kind of like our claim to fame. We have like a moon museum right off the highway that people stop and see, because Neil Armstrong was born and raised there, and obviously he's the first man on the moon. You ever so. met him? Never met him, no. no. Can you spell it, Alan? Well, Pacanetta, go for it. Oh, I can spell New Armstrong, but I cannot spell. I can't even pronounce what you just said. Walt Pacanetta. Walt Pacanetta. It sounds like Chuckawinity in North Carolina almost. <laughs> yeah, you know something I mean? like that. Uh-huh. All right, so that's where you spent the rest of your formidable, formidable time growing up? That's correct. Yep, grew up in Walt Pacanetta. Um, once I... Uh, Started to uh, figure out what I was going to do. I wanted to be a professional soccer player. Yep. That was my biggest goal growing up. I love soccer. Um, I started playing golf early at a young age as well. Um, and then I really got into soccer when I was 13, 14. wanted to try to turn pro. So um, before I graduated high school, I asked my parents if I could go overseas and play soccer. And they said, well, if we find the right place, you know, maybe we can make it work. So I found this place called Tawichi, which is in Santa Cruz, Bolivia, um, third world country. Um, probably the most humbling experience in my life when I moved there. So I lived there for just over 40 days. Um, we trained twice a day, um, every day, and then we played games on the weekends with this uh, club called Tawichi. So we'd go play other semi-pro teams and just kind of you know, you know, learn from here and there. But um, the biggest thing I was there for is the training. I really wanted to you know, come back my senior year and show some college coaches that I can play, if not try to go pro. So once I finished over in Bolivia, I came back to the States. Um, I tried out for the Columbus crew. I tried out for a couple of USL teams. Um, nobody really bit. Um, so I had a full ride scholarship offered to me right when I graduated high school. I called that coach up, which was at Owen State Community College in Toledo, Ohio. Um, he still had a spot for a forward. So I Went there, accepted the scholarship, and they had a turf program. And I was really into growing grass because I worked on a golf course my whole life since the age of 14, basically. Um, we have a family-owned golf course called the Oaks Golf Club in Lima, Ohio, which is about 20 minutes from Wapakoneta. Um, so I used to go out there and rake bunkers in the summer and mow triplex and greens and stuff like that. So that's kind of how I really got my itch for golf maintenance. So that's how I knew when I went to Owens that I could just be in a turf program and you know maybe try to go pro out of college or grow grass and obviously I stuck with growing grass. Man, okay. that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Do you think if, if that guy had not offered you the scholarship, do you think you would end up at a different place? Yeah, I think I would have tried some other schools and went and did some open tryouts with them and stuff like that. But And if it didn't have turf, you might not be in turf. Exactly, yeah. Right. Yeah, so I might have did something else, but... Good for that um, college. Yeah, it was, a, it was a really humbling experience. Being a student athlete is completely different than being a student athlete in high school. A lot so. to juggle, right? A lot to juggle, yeah. yeah. Did you learn the language while you were there? Uh, I could speak fluently when I was in Bolivia, yeah. So I sp- spoke it fluently uh, after a couple of weeks and talked to people. But when I came back to the States, I kind of lost it a little bit. But now that I'm married to Costa Rican, um, I hear it all the time. So I can kind of understand it. It's just hard for me to kind of respond is it easy to work with a crew with oh, yeah. that knowledge base? A lot easier to work with a crew. Yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. So yeah, most of my crew is Hispanic, so yeah. it worked out for the best. Good crew. 
Oh, yeah, great crew. Yeah, they do a good job for me. we got about 14 on the golf course, three landscape, and four facility maintenance guys. So, this is this is probably one of my most favorite properties. I've always enjoyed it's, it. I mean, it's great. I mean, it's strictly just golf. You don't go to a lot of golf private clubs, and you have just strictly golf. It's 18 holes walking. Everybody plays 36 holes when they come. They play 18 in the morning, get lunch, play 18 in the afternoon, because that's all there is to do here. I mean, they just love the golf course. Well, that, and y'all have relaxed some things in the last couple of years, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, so... Yeah. It used to be walking only, yeah. like all day, every day. Didn't matter who nothing you, mm-hmm. who you were. But now, after one or two p.m., they yep. will allow carts out in the afternoon. Yep. Or if you're a VIP playing with Nate, you get a cart too. <laughs> That's right. Is that how you rolled? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. When you came out, I was ready to walk if I had to. Yeah, but uh, we took carts. Yeah, it was fun. It was great. Yeah, we started off with the famous Creek Tea. The, oh no, but that was on ten. Oh yeah, that it was turn. on ten. I gotta make an admission to you about okay. that. You ready? Yes. Don't I'm be ready. mad at me. I'm not gonna be mad. So Nate goes in the tell everybody about the creek tea real quick first. What is it? It is our famous drink. Um everybody that comes here gets it. It's just a creek tea. It's basically like uh Long Island iced tea, but a little less strong. But yeah, some bullet, well. some lemonade and a little splash bitters. or something, something. Bitters. bitters. Yep. So Chuck and I are playing. Chuck Conley and Nate and I are playing that day. And uh, Nate gets us all one at the turn, okay? And I take a couple sips. Like, I, ju- I, I have to try it. But I know I'm not going to finish this thing. And I felt guilty about wasting it. Yep. So I was like, Chuck, you got to. And Chuck's drinking his. <laughs> Slamming it. <laughs> and I was like, you need to start drinking them alternating out of yours and mine. That way it looks like I'm drinking mine, too. And Chuck had already had a few beers that day, and I think he was feeling pretty good by the time that round was up there two Creek Teas. That's mm-hmm. what he said. I only need two Creek Teas today, boy. <laughs> yeah. I, I tried to tell you that. Three's too many, honestly. I bet. I it's bet. like going down to Savannah. You spend any, you ever get down there much? Yeah, we go to River Street quite a bit. So they still have the Wet Willies? Call a so cab. White Willies, yep. Call yeah. a cab. I was getting ready to say, yeah, all you need you. is two medium call cabs, and you can go from dead sober to dead drunk sitting <laughs> yeah. in the same spot Skunk in drunk. like an hour. That's right. Uh, you know, like they don't mess around with that stuff in them frozen drinks no, down know. there. I know, but I apologize. I didn't drink the whole thing. It was good. Yeah. Uh, I looked over your car, and I was like, man, I need a nipple for that. What's yeah, I would. I had to talk <laughs> Chuck into drinking it, but he don't drink much brown. No. That's no. the problem. Yeah. He don't. I'm a brown liquor guy. I love mm-hmm. My Jack Daniels and me. Mm-hmm. Best friends. I hear sure. you. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So, where did you meet your wife then? Um, I met my wife on the island um, through a friend. Um, it's kind of a really funny story. This um, island? This hillhead, okay. yeah. She moved here from Costa Rica when she was 14. Uh, went to high school in Bluffton. Um, then graduated high school and she worked for like Hargrey, which is like the internet supplier, cable supplier. Yep. And then she went to Sherman Williams and did a couple other things. But I met her through one of her friends. Um, and the funny story is when we first met, my brother was getting married in Jamaica. And I didn't have no one to take with me. So like two weeks after I met her, I texted her. I was like, so my brother's getting married in Jamaica. You want me to You want to go with me? I'll pay for the whole trip. No problem whatsoever so she's like yeah that would be great i'll get back to you you know and then um she texts me back but she meant to text her friend that um she didn't think it was a good idea for her to go with me because she didn't know (laughs) who i was and she didn't want me to do anything crazy so she obviously didn't go with me to my brother's wedding um but then a year later uh, we met up again on facebook and i messaged her and then we ended up meeting up and uh ever since then we've been together so it's that's awesome good little love story there any children 
Uh, we are on our way to having our first That's right. baby yeah. girl. October? Yeah. In October, yeah. It's been a long... You can tell he's excited. He's long, smiling. Long, long adventure, but me and my wife are ecstatic. That's right. Sure. That's right. So, all in God's timing. Yeah. 100%. That's why he did the soccer ball gender reveal, right? Which, yes, I did. I don't yeah. think I saw that. You didn't see that? No, yeah. I might not have followed him at that time. Yeah, one of my, oh. one of my good buddies, my old assistant, Marcus Hendel, who is now working over at Kalawasi with Billy... Um, he took a soccer ball, a plastic one, and filled it up with blue powder or pink powder. Right. And they came over to my house. We had the family there, and everybody counted down. I just booted that thing as hard as I could, and pink. Man. <laughs> I was like, thank God. Awesome. Baby girl. Yeah. So that would, well, let's time it out for the listeners. And so that would have been pre Congaree Palmetto Championship. That's correct. Because that is where Nate and Alan were kind of introduced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before that, I think. We, yeah, we met before. Times, yeah. uh, but times. y'all got to spend some time and hang correct. out that day, and then we ended, they all ended up playing some golf and all that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So that's now you follow him. Oh, he's my man. That's yeah, right. now I do. You know what? <laughs> it's a it's a bad admission. I think I realized like last week I didn't follow him. I just followed him, maybe from pulling weeds and personally. Oh yeah, mm. I dropped the ball a little bit. I probably, I don't I owe you more than that. So. I didn't follow you either, so I can okay, apologize the same way. But now I do. So yeah, I'm about to block you. But the best is when I used to follow Alan's wife and not Alan. Oh yeah, that was even funnier. A lot she of had people so many do people. that. <laughs> it's on purpose now. You know that, right? That probably so. Oh yeah, uh, USGA. All right, hey, look. Oh, go ahead. I want to. I saw Nate this morning. Yeah. I was out on the golf course. He was working. He was. But this place jumped in my top five awesome. after I played it. Thank you. And uh, It's a good place. It's a tough, like, like I told him earlier, Huntoon calls me a golf snob. But this is a place where I, I'm, it's not I just didn't say I played it. I wanted to come back. And I will keep coming back. You know what I mean? It's a fun golf course. But he has torn this thing up, man. Yeah, we beat it up. You ruined it. We closed down, obviously. <laughs> we, we get it so good. And then right at the peak of it being to its best, we have to... Going and beat it up. So we verified all the greens, tees, approaches, fairways, Roberta cutting tees, greens, approaches, fairways, top dressing everything up to one to three inches with sand. So, even fairways? Uh, even the fairways, yeah. We're going to wow. top dress the fairways last week. We're going to do a uh, vertical cut on them. We're going to blow them off, do two circle cuts one direction and then the other direction, and then we're going to top dress them all. So. You're an aggressive young man, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, we, uh, we like to make <laughs> things work here. So um, you're, you're closed, though. You're closed. We're closed, yes. We closed for three weeks every right. every July. So that okay. gives us our time to kind of catch up, especially with this year. Um, golf took off. So during the day, we really didn't get much time to do our cultural practices and stuff like that. So now we yeah. do have that three-week closure. It helps tremendously to get the golf course. Uh, you, you like that. Yes, and yeah. you're got you're doing some surrounds on some as well. Yeah, we uh, regrassing number nine and number ten this year. Uh, we're going from Tiff Grand to Celebration. We just want all the same grass to be yeah. from fairway to tee, and then Tiff Eagle on the greens. So. Yeah, yeah, we saw that. I was mm-hmm. I took actually Alan up there and I was like, "Have you ever seen a green with nothing around <laughs> nothing it, around like it. just a pure shape?" <laughs> you know, it did look cool. That that little layer. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. You can see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know you know it's there. Yeah. Uh, what I've found that interesting when I play with Nate is this place is full. Mm-hmm. There's a wait list. There is a wait list. And they, it hasn't always been like no, that. No, that's my point. I know. I knew the former membership director, God. and he did such a good job. He worked himself out of a job because yep. they have a 30-person wait list. That's right. We do. Yeah. And when I started here in 2011, I think we had 370 members, and most of them were international and national members. Um 
ever since then, we've gone up to all the way to 575, capped it there, and then there's a 30-person wait list that people pay $1,000 to wait on. So mm. Without knowing yep, if they're gonna how much it's going to cost you. Yeah. If you do get the invite, nothing like yeah. it could be thirty this year. It could be two fifty next year. You never know. And we just had to give them a thousand bucks to put our name on that list, and we don't get that thousand bucks back. <laughs> right, yet. You know. right. Like that's genius to me. Like that's thirty grand. You know that's what right. I mean? Like that's right. Shit, let's just make that list a little longer, Bob. Mm-hmm. You know, core, core Crenshaw, core Crenshaw. That's correct. My first time I played a core Crenshaw. Was it? Yeah, oh, it's awesome. the only one. It's the only one I've ever played. I've ridden the dormy, worked the dormy. Oh, you didn't get to play it. No, but I'm a fan of Cork Crenshaw after yeah, this place. me too. So here's what I take away. And this would have been even years ago before now. You walk this property, and it's so unique from the low country. Yep. It's got the country club feel. Yep. But then it's also got, like, tree-lined fairways. Mm-hmm. Okay? But then it's also got the intercoastal waterway feel. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you're right up against major buffers. But everything just flows. Like, I can't find where dirt was moved. No, that's hard. You know, like, they just came out here and said, well, that mound looks good. Carve a little hole, put a stairway (laughs) bunker in that, and let's go over here. And Other than the first green, I think they came and put, like, the first 17 dump loads of sand or something right in here to, like, so they could see a little higher. Uh And, like, Core or Crenshaw, one day they just said, well, hell, let's just make this the first green since it's already pushed up. <laughs> you know? Because if you miss that first green, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's up in the air. Right. And You're if you're right or left and you're trying to chip back up there, it's so daggum fast. Yeah. It's only 2,500 square foot. It's our smallest green on the golf course, number one. So it's tiny. It's an apartment in New York. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. It's tiny. I know. It's super tiny. What type of grass do you have on the green? Tiff Eagle. Tiff Eagle. Yep. Do you What's like- your favorite? I love Tiff Eagle. I managed champion when I was over at uh, Palmetto Bluff. Uh, May River course with Chris Johnson, and that's a fun grass to manage. You really got to beat it up to get it where you want it. But Tiff Eagle, you can kind of have that fine line. You still got a verticut and you know do the organic matter, get all that out of there. But I love Tiff Eagle, especially when we regrassed in 2015. It took us about two to four years to get it where we wanted, but now that we got it where we want it, it's really really fun to manage. That's awesome. In mm-hmm. fact, when we played. It was so good in the coverage. Mm-hmm. I thought it was bent grass. Yeah, he told me on five. I mean, I, bent grass? I and like, I'm not an idiot. I know. This is a low country. Bent grass down here. Alan, have you looked at your shirt today? <laughs> no, this is not bent grass. No. It's super hot out there. Let's today. speak about your shirt. What shirt you got on? Chichessy Creek. The feather. How, how'd you get that? My man Nate gave it to me That's at one right. of our plus one dinners. That's right. What about the belt? It was from the year prior. <laughs> from Nate? Yeah, I think Bill would put him up to it to kind of get him to that, yeah. you know, as yeah. the assistant. Yeah, take Tim something. Oh, Basically, yeah. you carry it, so I don't have to. But that's right, it turned into a big salad moment. So it always came from Nate. It that's didn't right. come from Bill. I like that. We take so, care of our executive director. Yeah, I like that. Well, then they know my affliction with the turkey and the love of this logo. It's probably my favorite. Uh, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah, it's a cool little logo. Dude, it's a turkey feather. Hello. Yeah. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, that's a turkey feather. With a, okay. with a flag stick in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. That's it's it. simple. That's, and it used to have the words around it. Like, it would say Chichester right. Creek Club in a circle. Yeah. And then they did the separate little branding thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where it was members only could just get the feather. Yep. Oh. But now, so, now we sell it all. Because yeah. it's a hot seller. It is a hot seller. Yeah. yeah. I, I can mean, see our that. Our pro shop does very well yeah. throughout the year. So This is a uh, neat little place tucked away. So... 575 members. Mm-hmm. How many rounds a year? 
Uh, we used to do between 7 and 10. I think we did about 13 to 14 last year. So oh, wow. it's gone up every year since I've been here. Man. Yeah. And pandemic, you were slammed, right? Slam. Yeah. yeah. Nonstop. 120 yeah. a day, which is unlike to Chessie because we used to do like 40 to 60 a day. But um, we handled it well. The golf course handled it well. Biggest right. thing was ball marks on the greens and, you know, bunkers. But everybody complains about ball marks and bunkers. Who doesn't? Well, and yeah. you weren't allowed to have rakes for a yeah. certain period of time yeah, either. Exactly. So. so people just walk in, hit a shot, and walk out. I'm thinking a place like this, though, you could almost go with the everything's a bunker, no rake rule. Oh, yeah. You probably could. And you spin them twice a week or twice a month or something with sand pros and be done with it. Oh, yeah. Because there's some areas, you know, it's not as much sand as Congaree, but no, there's some spots where. There. There's, some, there's some open spots there. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like Congaree. Congaree is just All right, so do we want to talk about that a little bit? What? Congaree? You can. Not the golf course, just the fact that we had a superintendent here locally who gave up mm-hmm. a week. Yeah. Like Amazing. the guys we interviewed a while ago. Amazing time. I loved it out there. We had a really good time volunteering. Those guys those guys had it dialed in. They really did. What was your responsibility that week? Um, the first day, I actually was able to mow greens, so I was super excited about that. <laughs> they called my name mowing greens, and I'm like, yeah, all right, let's try this out. It's been, about, it's been about three years. So I jumped on it and went and mowed double cut, actually double cut six greens, which was really nice to do for the first time out there. And then after that, I mowed tees, fairways, and approaches the rest of the week. It was, not, then, it was not a demotion. Yeah, and then at night, and then at night, I was on the buffalo blower, which, you know, I'm a detailed guy. I love to make sure. What's a buffalo blower? It's a big turbine blower that you drag behind you. Yeah. So you can okay. just get all the debris off it, mainly. The one with the crank where you can spin that bad boy. That's right. That's yeah. correct. If you were there during the week in the mornings, you'd see that one. That was the one that Scott Martin was driving with it just pointed straight oh, yeah. up in the air. Just mm-hmm. down the middle, and Chuck would tell him, "Hey, man, don't get too close to the trees. You're gonna knock more out of the damn trees the way you got that thing pointed. Then you're gonna blow off." Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, Todd, Garrett, and Gareth, excuse me, and Patrick, they uh, yeah. they did a fantastic job. So I good just guys. Give them a heads up. And David did a great job with the PGA, and it was good seeing John there every once in a while. So it was a fun tournament. I really enjoyed working there. I'd go there, work there from five to nine, and then come work at Chichesi from ten to three, and then I go back out there at four thirty and work from five to nine and just do my thing so he so my love week, dude. i know that's rough like yep. when i was napping he was working i was working i was getting it done oh i know tim, tim's a big napper <laughs> he is well, a big I mean, napper dude, he needs it man shifts are crazy you people i mean <laughs> they are crazy i did it one day i was whooped yep. yeah yeah and i didn't even do anything to take pictures you know? <laughs> apparently that's all i did too <laughs> the first day i pulled in the shop i thought tim went swimming i was like man did you get hit by a irrigation hose you fall in the pond out there he was dripping and i'm like are you okay and he's like it's so hot it's just so hot i don't know how you do it i'm like so what you're just checking moisture and you sweat this much checking the moisture and i was like i bet man. it helped out a lot just existing outside i sweat yes definitely like That's much less doing anything yeah, it was hot out there that day. Yeah. Did you go watch any at all? I did, yeah. Okay. I walked around on Friday and Saturday. Uh, Friday was with my uh, parents, and then my wife came out. So, Where are the folks? They live down here? Yeah, they do. My dad moved down here. He uh, retired from Honda of America after 30 years, wow. and now he lives about 10 minutes from my house. So That's going to be so good here oh, in a couple months. Yeah. Oh, I love it, man. I mean, that's going to be the freedoms that y'all need every now and then for that's right. just a little break, even if it's just an evening. or. A, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll be calling them up. Say, Any brothers or sisters? Sir? Yeah, I got a brother. Uh, served in the Marine Corps. So Wow. That's awesome. Yep. He did a term in Iraq, and then he did his four years and got out. Now he's a golf pro 
up in Ohio. So he really? runs the family-owned golf course that I talked okay. about uh, a little bit ago. So healthy. Nice. He come out okay? He's oh, yeah. good? Yep, good to go. That's yep. awesome. Healthy, working, happy. He has a daughter that just turned eight. So um, she's cousins. awesome. Yeah, cousins going to start cousins. playing. Yep. Why don't you tell me about the family golf course? Uh, yeah, it's the Oaks Golf Club. Um, my uncle owns it. He lives up in Michigan. It's been around since probably, I'd say, 1992-ish. Um, it's basically a public golf course. You know, go out and play it. It's, it's low membership fees. No big designer. Just um, fun public golf course out right. in the middle ag country. So It's right where it needs to be for the community, basically. That's right. Yeah. To Corn play fields around it everywhere. But it's grass greens. It's not sand oil greens. Yeah, it's bent grass. Yeah, okay. bent grass. And um, they haven't done, like, renovations or anything in that in a long time. But that was where I first got my sand pro kicks out. Go ahead. I see the look. Yeah, what you got? Are there still sand oil greens? Yeah, I'll send you a picture of one when we go pheasant hunting. Okay. Yeah, there's one in Kansas, and there's um, another one out in South Dakota. By choice. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, dude, it's the, I mean, it's Cawker City Country Club, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. So as you're driving through, and like he just described, it's, you know, it's row crop. It's middle America, so whether it's wheat or corn or whatever, there's stuff growing in these huge sections, right? Section being 10 acres by 10 acre roads. Yeah. So everything's yeah. laid out. And you're driving down one of those and you look off to the left and you, it's that perfect little, um, those little storage sheds with the one little roll up doors that the golf yeah. cart goes in. Yeah. So you're going to see a shanty one of them. And then right at the end of that, there's this little old rundown building. Okay. And then there's nine holes right there. And you go up and you park and there's a box and you put your $3 in it. <laughs> it's all self reporting. There ain't no human out there anymore. Yeah, just, you go out there and you can get a cart if you want, borrow one. And then the last guy on the green, whoever puts out last, yep. has to has to rake and roll it from the center all the way out, and then you hang uh, the thing back up. Okay, I was wondering how yeah, it did that like work. Five minutes on the table. Interesting. Yeah. Have you played on the sand? I have not. Okay. No. Oh yeah. Huh? Yeah. Come on, man. You gotta take him out there. <laughs> for the five minutes that I need to show Alan for that week long trip of pheasant hunting, I think he'd be a little bit bored. Yeah, I would be. I'll take Adam Charles with me and then you can talk to him about it. Yeah. That's fine. Just give me a video. Yeah, yeah a video okay. works. You'd be all right. I'd love to see it too, too. Yeah, we'll do that That'd for be. sure. You've been doing some droning. Yeah, I do. Um, we got a DJ Mavic about three years ago um, through sales rep, and Corey's been letting me use it to kind of. That's what you wanted, didn't you? Uh, I didn't win it. No, okay. our sales rep uh, bought it for us. So, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. It was uh, it was a gift to us. Um, so I've been nice. kind of the commander of it. Kind of figured out how to use it and fly it. And you wrecked it, yeah. I have. I've wrecked it once. Yeah, I'll give you a wreck story. You give me a wreck story. And that was uh, trying to tie. <laughs> this was not a good idea. But there was a limb that I was trying to wrap a rope around because it was hanging. It was just a, a widow, a widow maker. And I took the drone, tied a rope to it, tried to fly it up through a hole and drop down with the rope attached to it. Well, that was not a good idea. Because I actually hit a branch and then I seen the drone kind of flip and just fall down from the top. Yeah. But it did work, though. I did get the hope. It came back down. It came back down. I got the rope around and I pulled the branch down, so it did work. But it was not a good idea and I don't recommend doing it. I was at the Thistle near Calabash, North Carolina. And I was about 150 yards out doing a sweeping shot of the green. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize I was pinned high. I thought the flag was in front of me, so I definitely hit the flag and it just fell straight down. No I mean, damage. Four feet. No, it was it was low to the ground already. But there was a elderly couple on their bikes who were watching, and I just happened to wreck it in front of them. Have <laughs> you been able? Do you take it out over water at all? Yeah, I take it out over seven all the time. Do you get nervous? 
Have you gotten mm, any of the dolphins over here? I've gotten some fiddler crab videos, but I haven't got any dolphins feeding yet. Which, once I see some out there, I'm going to definitely take it out. Have you, you've seen the dolphins out oh, there? Oh, yeah. They splash fish up on the mud, pluff mud, and just eat them up, man. It's cool to watch. It really is. I see. I haven't seen them feeding on the thing, but yesterday, well, actually, and today, yeah. we saw there's a mama out there with a little baby. Mm-hmm. And you could see, nice. I mean, yesterday she came right up to the dock. Oh, yeah. Um, today she's a little further away. We saw another pair of them too. There mm-hmm. were there were four different ones at one time. Mm-hmm. What did we see this morning? Not a stingray. Yeah, it was a ray. Not a stingray. It was a little ray. You yeah. know, them little ones flipping oh, around. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got a bunch of them out there. there a bunch of rays. I've seen a manatee out there before. So yeah, we wow. got those out yeah. there. Yeah, we got a lot in the low country, and I think Hilton Head is one of the most highly populated dolphin areas in the country. Huh. Yeah, yeah, because of the warm water. I, I thought it was all the high end leftovers. Any alligators on the course? Yeah, we've got alligators yeah. out there. Not as many as the Kalawasi. Kalawasi's got the dinosaurs over why there. Why is that, though? I mean, you're so close. They have the dinosaurs over there. I just don't understand why they're so much <laughs> bigger. I guess they just migrate over there, and then just a single one or two that we have here probably kill off the other guys. So. Yeah. But they're not as big here, but we do have them out here. I mean, I got a pond right behind our uh, shop that I can see 20 to 30 babies in there, but Ooh. who knows how many of those survive uh-huh. when mama comes back. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Two or three less on the plate, apparently, from exactly. what I'm hearing from Nate over here. <laughs> well, let's keep going on the wildlife theme then, since we're, I mean, it's hard to explain. You're right here. I mean, you're in a nice little corner, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Kind of like a the major segue of highway. Yep. But from there all the way down the river to where the creek is, mm-hmm. it's a natural protected area back there, basically. And then y'all, yep. right? Yep, that's right. So you've got, do you have wild hogs? No, we don't have wild hogs. It's funny, though, when Matthew came and flooded, we got 17 inches of rain during Matthew. We actually had a couple feral hogs running around out here that time, but that was the only time I've ever seen them. We don't have no turkeys either. Bobcats? You don't have any turkeys? never seen a bobcat, no, yeah, but I, I worked at May River, Palmetto Bluff. They got bobcats over there. And you see them? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Coyotes? Uh, I've seen a couple of coyotes on my deer cameras, deer. We have a million fox squirrels. Oh, yeah. That's one of our biggest logos in the pro shop right now that people <laughs> that don't ever see a fox squirrel are like what kind of creature is yeah. that it's a miniature brown bear <laughs> or a black bear depending on the color yeah. and, and they, they like don't a, scare like regular squirrels no you can drive right up to them yeah they're they a little more scared. brave no, they no. will eat out of your hand actually yeah, if you will. let them yeah. you yeah. leave a little cracker in your cart right they'll yeah. come and grab it run up a tree yeah sure. so but what about fox I've seen, yeah, we have a, a den of foxes. There's a big 150-year live oak out there that has a den in it where I've seen three little foxes with a family in there. So I, was, I heard a fox last night. I was convinced that's oh, yeah. what it was. Yeah, I was talking to one of your guys this morning mm-hmm. uh, when I was out there. I was trying to shoot some wildlife. Spanish in, or English? English. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't speak Spanish. That would have been a funny <laughs> conversation. But, uh, but he told me. I was asking about animals. Where mm-hmm. could I see some animals? And he told me about that tree on 18. Yep. He said if you drive around it, he goes, he circles it about three or four times, and that the mama fox will come out. Yep, she'll come out and check things out. Yeah, I didn't have the guts to go do that. No, she Why won't not? hurt you. She just, she's yeah. hearing that vibration and is probably yeah. wanting to see what the heck's going on. Okay. She'll come out and stare you down and give you the look, but she ain't going to come after you. Yeah. Unless you go towards her. Then no, no, no. You don't go. You can stick your hand in there. Let's video. Well, that. I thought I debated on setting up the cameras ahead of time and then me doing the loop. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why not? I just didn't think it'd work. Yeah. That's why the dolphins, I'm convinced, 
surface when somebody walks out on that dock i think they either sense the vibrations or hear it oh, yeah. and people have fed them probably from that dock yep which is not good because for that. two days in a row as soon as i've been with someone that we walked out on the dock they started mm-hmm. towards 170 and they've come all the way to the dock oh yeah now you said it's not good don't do that don't feed the dolphins why's that i mean you're not supposed to feed the alligators so right shouldn't feed the dolphins yeah they're smart enough to find food. Yeah, they got plenty of food in the water. I bet they'd love a can of Vienna sausages. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I think what they'd love is the brine that would just taint the water and look like an oil slick, basically, it would for about like 30 minutes. <laughs> you into the sausages? You do the Viennas? Mm-mm, I don't do those yet. Yeah. No, no, don't start. No. Don't start? Oh, God. No. I haven't no. started yet. I'll keep it. You know what we're talking about, right? Mm-mm, I don't. I'll the send them a can. can. With the pop top. And it's got like a brine in it that you either some people pour out or you gotta like stick your fingers. You through. find it on the potted meat aisle. Yeah, it sounds a little. Yeah, right by spam canned meat aisle. Oh, okay. canned potted meat. <laughs> potted meat. I might go try it. I have to go buy some of it. It's what everybody takes fishing, right? Because you can just throw it in the tackle box and when yeah, you get home, yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you if you if you need bait, you just use the end of it. <laughs> I remember when COVID first started, we were at Sam's, and uh, that whole. There was no vine of sausage. Now that I was looking, you know, they come in cases. And I was like, wow, people are freaking out. They bought every vine of sausage there was. You needed some canned goods Vienna. at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because fresh goods were going to be challenging. They were. All right. Let's talk about the garden. What okay. happened? What garden? Yours. Out back. By the shop. Oh, it's just um, the chef wasn't using all the produce that we were growing for him. And we really, we were just kind of being wasteful with it. So we just... And we really kept it up, so that was like all building that up for this whole sustainability thing. I'm like, man, you gotta check out this garden. <laughs> we still we still grow some stuff, but not as much as we used to. Dude, I yeah. pulled up to that thing last night and I'm like Well that was the garden. <laughs> yeah, that was the garden. <laughs> it's got a deer and rabbit fence around it and Right. Hold on, those aren't weeds, those are tomatoes. They're tomatoes, actually growing yeah. something in there. Yeah. There were yeah. like three or four tomato plants in there mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, we got asparagus growing in there, broccoli, you know. So what they were doing a couple years back is mm-hmm. everything that hit the table in there was coming from there. Was fresh grown on property. Everything? Mostly everything. Well, I mean not the meat. Yeah. yeah. But most of the vegetables, most like of vegetables, the, herbs, all that. I think right outside the back door of the lodge there's some parsley plants still, still growing. Yeah, yeah, we still got some. I saw a can, is it around the back it was like a water can. And there was little plots of rosemary or what have you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're still growing some right out the back. Yeah. So you yeah, can just take lo- it right out the kitchen. Loves to have anything fresh. Garnish it, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. I want to add, when you got promoted, yes, sir. what year was that? Uh, I've been the superintendent for four years. I okay. was assistant for six. So what? that was 2016. What surprised you once you got to be the head guy that um, you weren't aware of, maybe? Anything? Nothing really surprised me. Um, it just gave a little bit more responsibility. Yeah. Um, I've always been the type of leader to kind of lead people and um, kind of help people find their niche on the golf course maintenance crew. Right. I really like to kind of teach my crew what the game of golf is because I think it's kind of pointless to send them out there to rake a bu- bunker a certain way or mow a fairway a certain way where they don't know why they're doing it. Yeah. So. About twice a year, I take the crew out to the back range, and I do a little putt-putt contest for them. Nice. And I set up, like, 30 balls for them to swing a golf club out. I put some gasoline barrels out there on the driving range, so if they hit it, it makes a big noise, and I give them a prize. Wow. And we do some bunker shots. But the biggest thing is a putt-putt contest. 
I, like me and Tim to come participate in that. Come on, we sounds it's fun. Qualified. It's real fun. They love it. They, I they, bet they, they do. Pretty it's enjoy team, it. uh, yep. team building. I mean, because if you think about it, they're out there all day watching people play golf, and then like they're like, hmm, I wonder what that would be like. So I think it's important for them to have that feeling and to know, you know, why are we raking this bunker two different directions today? So it has that perfect fluffy lie. Right. So this is why. This is why we do it. So people can swing their golf club underneath it and use the sand to carry the ball out of the bunker. Man. So, I mean, there's just a lot of things that I think is important to teach your crew so they know what they're doing, not just, you know. You put it well, though. I've never heard it from from an employee perspective, per se, Mm -hmm. where they see people playing golf all day long, and they wonder what would that be. Yeah. Like, I've never even – like, that's such a great perspective to even think on their concern level that much. Yeah, it's important, you know. No, so, I think it's great. Yeah, I mean, something I learned from Bill is just to, you know, always take care of your team. Number one thing, you know, they're the reason why you have a job. So if you're not taking care of them, they're not going to take care of you. So my number one thing is my employees, definitely my employees, you know. Ask them how they're doing, talk to them every day, you know, what do they need, what can I do to help you, you know, whether it's inside of work or outside of work, you know, we're here to help. So You can see that. Even, like, when our volunteer shifts and stuff, we'd ride by and, like, high-five in the cart and stuff. I'm like, you know, like – those are the little things that some people may, I don't care, whatever, put a negative word on it. But to me, I see that as continued positivity throughout. That's right. And it's catching. Mm-hmm. So instead of you being worn out and tired when you come in or whatever, everybody may still be, but they're going to be smiling. That's right. They're going to be happy. The positive you know? energy. That's what you got to bring. They're going to hang around it. and talk for 15, 20 minutes mm-hmm. when everybody's like, go home, you know. Yeah. Now, I'm just, now it's time to hang out, you know. That's right. That's a good environment. It is, yeah. But you were positioned fairly well as the leader of the property before you were promoted like i'd venture to say you were probably running the crew before yep, I, was, I was kind of running the crew as the assistant yeah and Corey was kind of the brains of it and you know helped me get through the did tough you say cory and brains that's right Corey. Huh. he's a smart man i hope I'll he's listening that. to this he, he is, is but he's sneaky he you is. can't tell he is sneaky but he is very very smart and yeah. he, he does a really good job with us so you know bill day one bill taught me chain of command you know Everybody follows the chain of command. If this guy's your boss, you know, make sure you listen to him. Obviously, managing up is a good thing, but obviously you need to make sure, you know, you're on top of it and honest with him at all times. And I really took that to heart. And we've always been, me and Corey have always been honest with her. We've always been honest with each other. we got Victor, um, which is my assistant. He does, like, most of the spraying and stuff like that. So it's kind of like a dream team of superintendents that we got here at Chichester. What did you say about spraying earlier today? They're spraying the range. <laughs> What'd you say? What did I say? I wish we had yeah. enough product in our barn to spray the range or something. <laughs> Y'all were spraying. Was yeah, it they, here? Were, they were spraying the range. Yeah, you were spot. You were doing something on the range. I was like, man. Crabgrass, baby. I was like, I know our range is not seen. <laughs> we a sprayer with foam markers yeah, going down no, no, anywhere no. ever. Yeah, we got it. We got it dialed in out here. We got a, we got a great owner. Um, he bought the club. He's been a member here. For a long time, bought the club back in 2014 or 15, don't quote me on that, um, and he's been nothing but helpful. And helpful I mean by he pays for 90% of our insurance premiums, um, he gives us meals a day, um, you know, if somebody needs something through the family, he's always willing to help out with that, so he's just a really, really good guy to work for, and you know, we, we couldn't be any more blessed at Jesse. I love it. Mm-hmm. Have you picked up on some of the potential new, I dare say, leadership philosophies that Bill's acquired over time? 
yeah, as he's yeah. changed his roles and how he kind of views things. Yep. Do you get to see some of that and oh, learn yeah. some of that as well? Oh, yeah. Leading by influence is the biggest thing yeah. I learned from Bill. So, you know, he's always been that guy to come up to you and ask, you know, how you're doing, you know, making sure you're okay. And that's the main thing that you got to worry about is making sure everybody's okay. You know, not everybody has a good day. Everybody's got a bad day and they're weak, and you just want to make sure you're there to lift them up and hopefully help them out and get through that tough time. That's what's most important about it. I talked to him earlier today mm-hmm. for a little bit. Just thank you all for the stay and whatnot. But, oh, yeah, um, definitely, anytime. From a health perspective and then just changes, and it was interesting, the philosophy and how he views his priorities as a GM yep. and, and where the members fall in that versus everybody else. It was kind of cool. Yeah, it is. Because that's y'all's responsibility. That's right. It is. And Bill does a good job with it. He does a really good job with communicating with our members. He's done a fantastic job of making sure food and beverage stays on track. Obviously, you know, he's a superintendent, so the golf course is the first thing he does every morning. Rides the whole golf course, and if you see something, he'll let me know, and we'll go from there. So he's still got the turf head in him, though, for sure. Do you think that when he goes out there to um, Cedar Point that he's ever fed the Dolphins? Oh, yeah. Twice. Maybe Dad. twice. <laughs> what does he feed him? You think? I don't know. If he sends him canned tuna, I might have to talk to him. Maybe Did you already ask about the ferns? The Boston ferns? Doesn't he water them? Yeah. Where? Who? What? Bill Northern? Didn't you tell me that when we played golf that Bill watered them? I don't think so. At the bathroom out there? Maybe you were just joking. Bill Northern. That is our landscape superintendent. Okay. So Bill Northern does water our ferns. Not Bill Kennedy, no. He's like, Bill water these things every day. I was like, (laughs) Bill must really love ferns. Like, I love ferns. No, definitely not Bill Kennedy. Yeah, you should have been in heaven around here. I mean, they just grow everywhere, just naturally. I, I know. Yeah, they're beautiful. Can I? transplant a fern is that possible yeah of course yeah they love these wet environments just make sure it's got a wet environment it needs to be well you could probably pull it off in columbia i'll water it if it needs to be wet yeah i'm just meaning outside but you could probably have just as much like if i was going to take one to go to the upstate it'd probably have to go to an indoor plant uh, Definitely would have to go to indoor plant. Oh, I guess it won't. It won't. They're winter. not gold tart. They're not gold tart. Yeah, yeah my, you hit one frost and you're gonna lose it. I'm pretty sure, right? Oh yeah, definitely. God, I do love a natural fern though. Oh yeah, they're and beautiful. they are. Yeah, it's a southern thing. I'll tell you that. It's interesting. There's things that, like lantana, mm-hmm. that is like a weed down here. Yeah, like it just grows wild, right? Have you ever seen? It? It's got those tiny little flowers that are yeah. sometimes multicolored. Or yep, they're pretty. It's like a so, wildflower look. We're going to pay 15 bucks for a little... Lantana, yeah. A, a little, you know, <laughs> yeah. three-gallon one or two-gallon or a little one-pint thing to plant, right? Right. And I'm down here... Man, it was one of my first... Down, I think I was over with John Davis. Oh, yeah. And he's, like, bitching about this stuff. We can't spray it. It's like kudzu to him. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm paying for that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And right. You hate it. But it's it's the same thing. It's amazing huh. the differences of the plant life in our state. Yeah. Even as we progress from here to Columbia to the upstate. It's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you hold water all the time? Like on property? Like it's got some swampy areas like that stay uh, wet. Like not in the really on the golf course, we got we got pretty good drainage. Well, I mean, in the plants. property, in the property, yes, yeah. Some within the footprint, you got some that they'll, they're just always yeah. gonna stay wet, right? Yeah, they I mean, said, it's they said it's zero basically. There's wow. nothing. Yeah. So, have you seen that pond he has out here? Which one? There's a bunch of them. No, the one where you went and got the cup. Oh, water. our irrigation pond. Is that okay? Yes, yeah, that's our irrigation pond. It looks like a normal pond, but he went and got a clear cup and dipped it in there, and it was like regular tap water. Yep. Or it looked had, clear. Yeah, we were lucky enough to be able to drill a 500-foot well 
when the golf course was built um, down to the Floridian Aquifer, which is where we get our water from for our irrigation. So You think that's a little bit better? Um, it's a really clean water, right? Um, so sometimes it can be a little tougher, but I mean, besides that, I'm not going to complain about it. It's good. Now they've controlled the salinity in that in the early mid '70s. Mm-hmm. The salinity content in there was pretty high, and golf even got a bad rap for it. Yep. In where? In that Potomac? in the Floridian Aquifer yeah. underneath. There's two different ones that run kind of yeah in through here. And that's why you gotta get permitted for it, right? Yeah. You get a capacity use space, and I believe is what it is. And you get so many gallons you can pump per year. Per year, yes, that's correct. Yeah, so you guys are just pumping it into basically that retention yeah. pond. That's correct, and then and taking, then it, taking from it from there. Yep. yep. And Bill said when they dug it the first time, they missed it, so they went down 500 feet, missed it, moved over like uh, 10, 15, 20 feet. Like not Nailed even it. nothing. You think, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, but could you imagine digging five hundred feet down no. and then being like, "Oh man, I gotta <laughs> move over twenty feet." And it ain't a little hole. No, it's not. It's a big. I hole. mean, when you add up all that material. Yeah. Well, what about um, reclaimed water? Nothing. You don't have to do any of that. No, we're good. Everybody on the island—that's their problem. That's what they do. Yeah, they they fight over the water over there. It's like you know, Game of Thrones over there. Who's getting the water here? <laughs> well, no, it's because none of them have wells. No. Right. They're all... Treatment plants. Oh, I know Billy had that big thing in his shop. Yeah, Billy has a treatment plant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's for the whole island. Is that... Yes, that's for the whole is island. Is there more than those? More than that one on the island? Uh, I, I thought I so. figured that was only one. I think well, that's, that's the one. one at Billy's, and that's why... Remember Chris Neff saying, I'm the last pipe oh, on yeah. the line? Yep. Yeah. Wexford is. Yeah, so yeah. I mean... And he's connected to that one? No. Okay. No. He, I mean, he's, he's on a different one? He's on a different one. Yeah. Okay. He has some other courses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, But that's because of the development, right? You had to do something with the waste that would come. You had to, yeah. So you build a golf course to dispose of the retreated water. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. So that's the fun part where when we're dealing with legislators in Columbia. <laughs> that's right. And they say, I'm tired of seeing my, or hearing from my constituents that there's a golf course running water on a Monday right. and it's raining. <laughs> yeah. Well, sir, can I talk to you after the hearing? I just... Just want to let you know, you realize that's a million gallons a week they have to take from your water mm-hmm. treatment plant, and they have to dispose of it somewhere? Yep, that's right. So they're just kind of basically keeping your developments open? Right. Mm-hmm. Anyways, what else you got? I wanted you to give a piece of advice to an up, up-and-coming young man. Yeah, definitely. Um, Poor woman, excuse me. Yeah, when I, uh, when I graduated college, I went and did my internship out at Colorado Springs. Um, I worked this U.S. Senior Open at the Broadmoor, which was a really, really wow. exciting time. So I would encourage people to, you know, get out there. You know, I'm originally born in Denver from Ohio, um, but what I wanted to do was, you know, check out the entire country. So I went to Colorado Springs, worked the Senior Open out there, then I moved out to Arizona. I lived in uh, Arizona for a while, and um, Phoenix, and I worked at a resort out there, kind of learned the overseed process. and. We even went to work at 2 a.m. in the morning because it got so hot in the afternoon that you couldn't even be outside. So we'd work wow. from 2 a.m. to 12. Really? Yeah, it was brutal. Just using lights on the front of the equipment? Yeah, everything had lights on it. All the equipment had lights on it. So you'd be mowing greens from like 2 a.m. to like 3, you, 4 a.m. Did you like that? Yeah, I liked it. I that, didn't, that, it wasn't too bad. You know, you're off by 12, and then you go to sleep at 4, and then right. get back up at 1.30 and go to work at 2. So it was a different experience. And then obviously driving on an 11-lane highway was huge. Cause oh. in, yeah, in Phoenix, there was a highway. Sorry. went right around with 11 lanes. So you'd be like 
going over two lanes at a time. I'm telling you. And the traffic was crazy. I'd get stuck in traffic at like 4.30 in the morning on a regular day, just like trying to get to work. So, really? Yeah, there's just so many people out in Phoenix. Huh. So um, after I got done in Phoenix, I applied for the assistant position um, at May River, which is Palmetto Bluff with Chris Johnson. So I was assistant in training with Chris Johnson for two years. Um, and then I talked to Bill Kennedy at one of the Low Country events. Um, he said he was looking for an assistant, so I was looking for my first assistant title, so came here, interviewed with him, and on all my interviews, and don't feel bad, um, but I sweated the entire time. It's just like one of my things, like when I really? go interview for a job, I will just drench with sweat like the first five minutes. It's that just handshake like, afterwards, exactly, a little clammy. A little clammy, yeah, <laughs> it's a little clammy. But um, after the first five minutes, everything's normal. But if you ask any superintendent I ever interviewed with, I do sweat. So I hear you. It's a normal thing, everybody, so don't feel bad about right. it. Right. So you're going to dog me out of Congaree <laughs> when I had a little rough afternoon? Yeah, but you weren't That's getting cool. interviewed. You were checking moisture. It was, God, a bit it was muggy. Yeah. yeah, yeah it was. Anyways, where I'm getting to with this is just explore. You know, get out there. Meet people. Because I think the more people meet, the more connections you make, the farther you'll go in life, the easier it will be to find the superintendent title. Um, obviously, I was blessed to be here when Bill took over a general manager. Corey took over a director of maintenance, and that's how I got my superintendent title. And then the first year, I became a Class A. They weren't letting spectators into Augusta. Mm. <laughs> I was like, yeah. man, it took me 10 years almost <laughs> to get my Class A. I just want to go to Augusta on Sunday and sit there all day on 18. So I haven't been able to do that since COVID, obviously. And did they not? The most recent one either, did they? Two years ago. Yeah. The last two yeah. masters, no spectators. Nah, next year, my man. Next, next year. Next year, I will be there on Sunday at 18, <laughs> waving my hands at the cameras. Hey, I made it finally. Oh, that's awesome. Look for the turkey feather. Yep, look for the turkey feather. That would be awesome. Yeah, I will be, be looking for you. I'll be waving. Yeah, but yeah it's also one of my goals to uh, work, one of my career goals is to work all the major championships. So I worked with Tim at the PJ Championship over at... Uh, Quail. Quail Hollow. We yeah. did that one together, which was really cool, working for Keith Wood. Yeah. He's a great guy. Um, and then did the U.S. Senior Open out in uh, Denver, or uh, Colorado Springs. So now I just need to get into Augusta and then go over to Seas to say, and do British. So, yeah. Yeah. I think we should all go do one. Did you see the guy post his picture the other day? He's like, uh, my room's all set up for the week at the Open, and it's a tent. <laughs> oh, no. really? It's a tent. He's got a tent set up next to, like, um... It looks like it, it's it's a newer thing, but it reminded me of the old Volkswagen with the pop-up things mm-hmm. that would do the triangle. Oh, yeah. He had one of them, and he's got a single-man tent laid out that's with a little awesome. flap. It's like a two-by-two two flap. Like he had awesome. both flaps up. He's like, it's my home for the week. Yeah, that's cool. Dude, I'd go camp. I would would you go to the Open? I would love to go to the Open. I would like to go, but I couldn't do the shifts like y'all were doing. Yeah, you could. You could no. do it. It's fun. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just, oh, I'd do them. You got to push. I would be the squeegee guy. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> well, so over there, though, right? So the sun's going to be up at yeah. 5 a.m., mm-hmm. 4.35 a.m., and it don't get dark till 11. Really? Mm-mm. During this time of the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a little different over there. Now, let's just go to work for Keith again. That'd be the easiest thing to do. <laughs> I, did, I did send him a note the other day about if they got me the electric cup cutter yet. <laughs> So I don't have to do this hole in one slammer. I hear you. Well, what else do we need to tell people about you or about Chichesi or about superintendents? Um, You've listened to the pod. What do you think they want to hear? Uh, Just basically be yourself. Uh, I wake up every morning and pray to God and just ask him to use me in other people's lives. 
because I think it's important that we're all here to serve each other. It's my motto in life to make sure you at least serve one person a day and try to help them out because the more people do that and they see other people do that, it's just going to be a chain reaction. And I think that's really what the world needs right now is other people helping other people instead of judging or, you know, bringing them down or, you know, being jealous of them, you know, just be happy with where you're at and be excited for other people when they're successful. That's awesome. Yep, it's a big thing. I forgot he was my man. I mean, we played golf that day, and I was like, that's my kind of dude. And that answer is my kind of answer, too. And I meant it, if you get to Columbia, please give me a call. I will. I will definitely be giving you a call. I don't tell that to everybody. Yep. (laughs) In fact, he wouldn't even let me come by the other day. I had to drive by unannounced to take him something. He did. Hey, um, you going to wrap him up with one? Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. You know what the question is. I don't even think we need to ask him. Let's just let him answer. Okay. Now so you're putting him on the spot. My first car. God. Boom! <laughs> my I first car my man. was a 1991 Honda Accord four-door. That's right. Yeah, we talked about I was really into Pimp My Ride back in those days. I don't know if you guys watch Pimp My Ride. I know what it is. I don't know if I watched it, but I, I know. It. But, so what I did is I, I got my Accord. I took all the interior out. I painted, I painted it white and blue. I got all the neon lights going in through the interior. I put four 12-inch subwoofers in the trunk. Kickers. Two amps, kickers. Wow. And then I put a spider kit body kit on it, and I painted it. So I put like, you know, seven grand into like a $1,500 car. And Man. Took it to some car shows and, you know, Did had some you? fun with it. Yeah, we went to Cruise Fest every year, me and a bunch of my buddies, and that was, that was a really Could good Could you shake the walls with your system? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But there were some vans there that would just blow your eardrums out. So, right. But, but, but tell me that when I was standing outside of your Honda, uh-huh. I heard other, I heard music and not your license plate rattling. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't have one of them. No, no, no. Whereas just that's back bang, in the day. Yeah, that's back in the day. <laughs> you know what I'm talking oh, yeah, about. You exactly. weren't one of those guys. No, I was not one of those you, guys. Yours was clean. Right, well, Mine was clean. What color did you paint the outside? The outside was kind of like a metallic blue. Kind of had like the sparkle look into it. So Was it a punch amp? It was a punch amp, yeah. yep. And it had blue and white interior on the inside, which kind of everybody was like, uh, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I hear you, man. But it I love this. It. It it look, it look at his glasses. Color. Look at his glasses. Mm-hmm. They are blue and white. They are blue and white. What uh, how'd you, color scheme. How'd you part with the car? What do you mean? When did you sell it? Did you get your seven grand out of it? I did sell it for 500 bucks <laughs> to some farmer kid that wanted to take it prior to a derby. But you took your stuff out of it, I'm sure, right? Yeah, I took the subs and yeah. stuff like that stuff out right. of it. The body kit and painted interior, you know. CD, everything like that is still in there. And you did all that yourself? I did, yeah. I learned how to do all that myself. That's so pretty cool. At a young changed, age. I even changed the clutch out in it myself. So. And this was like, you might have had to use a Chilton manual, I'm guessing, because this was pre-YouTube. Yes, like you're way still, pre-YouTube. Yeah, you're not is, as old as me. This but, isn't even Google days. Yeah. <laughs> this is way before Google days. Like You were reading the manual and doing everything by the book. You can't yeah. watch no YouTube. That's rough, dog. Yeah. yeah, That's rough. I could do it with YouTube, yeah. but I couldn't do it out the manual probably. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I remember. Here's your Chilton manual. Fix it. I've never heard of Chilton. What's Chilton? <laughs> the manual, the people that made the manual for every car. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Like, you used to go into AutoZone and there'd be like, their magazine rack was like the 87 to 92 Cutlass, then the 32 to 34 Dodge, then this and this. And so you'd flip through and it had every part in the vehicle. But it comes with it when you buy them. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, it's not no, the no, no. owner's manual. <laughs> it's not the. That's what I thought we were talking about. No, not the owner's manual. 
<laughs> it's the owner's how to do things. Not going to have in there how to replace the transmission, for instance. I got you. Okay. And all the parts and the nuts and the bolts that will be needed. Like, They're that is what would come in the Chilton manual. All that. Okay. Mm-hmm. You never fixed your own car, ever. I, I change my air filters. I do the headlights. <laughs> I do the small things. But no. Let mechanics do the rest. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. If it requires something with a shiny silver component I've first. Changed, <laughs> I've changed my brake pads on my old Subaru. Really? Yeah. Who helped you? Uh, the guy, my boss at the time. Okay. All right. Yeah. There you go. Well, he kind of. <laughs> so you told the tire off, basically. No, he told me how to do it. Yeah. And he walked me through it. Yeah, but you had to do it. Yeah. Can you do it again? On the 82 Subaru, I could. <laughs> <laughs> Not my Honda. But. All right, Nate. Love, love Hondas. I'm going to end with a, uh, dude, I'm proud of you. I appreciate it. Thank you. This is this is the part of the job that I enjoy the most is mm-hmm. the relationships and getting to meet good people like Nate yes. and watching them continue to progress That's and right. probably end up answering to them one day. Yeah. I'm working on my certification right now, so I got that hopefully wrapped up by 2023, I think I this got it on the books. CGCS? Yes, sir. Oh, man, good yep. for you. Yep. It's been one of my career goals since I was a part of the GCS AA back in college. Now I'm proud of you. I wasn't before. I just like you, but now I'm proud of <laughs> It's not easy, I'll tell you that. I've been doing it for a year now. I think it's going to take me probably three years total to do it. Just so much time consuming. You know? so, but it's going to be worth it in the end. You know, it's always been one of my career goals, and I'm not going to stop it. You learning anything while you're doing it? Yeah, I'm learning a lot. I'm br- it's bringing my bent grass days back because you got to know about all cool season and warm season grasses. I gotcha. So I got my turf degree in cool season grass, but then when I went out to Arizona and now down to South Carolina, everything was a little warm season. So I got kind of mix of both worlds. So it worked out real good. That's awesome. Yeah, yep. I love it. You going to stay in the south? I am going to stay in the south. I'm going to try to stay at Chichester as long as I can. I love it here. It's one of my favorite golf courses I've ever been a part of. And got great team here, which is the number one thing. You know, I wake up every morning ready to come to work, not thinking, you know, why the hell am I going to work today? Yeah. I come here excited. It's my job to get everybody pumped up, ready to work for the day, keep them healthy, keep them, keep them warm, and just make sure, you know, they're taken care of. That's the biggest thing that I do. So right now I'm mixing area. up like five to ten gallons of Gatorade a day just to keep everybody That's hydrated. great. So, Went and got lunch for everybody today, too. Yeah, we got and watermelons for everybody from Texas, so yeah, we're making nice. it happen for them. What Man. about the guys from Arizona? They didn't get a watermelon? No, we didn't get nothing out there. God, those guys, brutal. those transplants. I'm going to send the case of Vianas down here. <laughs> God, <laughs> if you can find them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every, no, I think that's awesome. Every golf course is different. I've worked at ten different golf courses in my career, and not one superintendent does one thing the same they all do it completely different which is a cool thing about our industry because you know that's why we network that's why we go to the carolina show that's why we do continue education is to see what and how and why people are doing things and we take it back to our golf courses yep and it might work and it might not work will we see you at the beach in november oh we Yes, sir. I will be there. I I'm can't wait. For, I'm looking forward to Wednesday morning. It's my favorite time. I love the Fellowship Christian Breakfast. Oh, okay. I love that. Yeah. Like, I've learned so much in all those of just, of, you know, what life throws at you. You know, you get God bumps. You know, Billy's story about his wife and Brian Hollingsworth and, you know, all those guys that, you know, got up there. And you got to get there early to get a seat. You got to get there early to get a seat. That thing gets packed. Yep. Do you, we, Alan. We have enough seating. It's just whether or not you get the table you want. That's okay. Right. Yeah, okay. You got to sit with strangers, Sorry. which is important. Yeah. You done went personal real yeah. quick well, there, I Al. always let everybody go in first. I don't want to be the first one in there. Hey, let me send Angie a text. Alan just volunteered to set up a fellowship <laughs> breakfast on Wednesdays. <laughs> no. while and talk. Yeah. No. 
who's talking this year? We're going to have Dr. Rick Brandenburg. Okay. Oh, nice. Who, I don't know if you know, like he almost lost his life to malaria I did. a couple years ago. I did. And he's also going to be the DSA winner. So it's the That's first amazing. time ever. Like he's going to come bring us fellowship and then we're going to hand him his DSA right afterwards. Should we say that? God is great right there. It's announced. It's, okay. It, it, he was going to speak last year in person. Yeah. And we decided to push the presentation okay. of the DSA award over to him. So I think it came out in the magazine it did. a I year see. ago. Yeah. So you give out two this year? No. We're just that, it, it, you could argue it all different ways. Yeah, you could. Yeah, but if you. it's an award for an individual for that moment, then they need to have that moment, which yep. is why we moved it to Wednesday morning so they could have the whole day around their peer group after winning it Perfect. or being awarded. We used to do yeah. it late. Mm-hmm. But now they can be awarded it in front of the audience like and that. then go mingle with the audience. And so if you added another one this year, I'll just use my opinion. I'm not – the board, I think, mm-hmm. kind of went in that direction. It's you, – now you have attention on two people instead of just the one. Yeah. Right. So It's a lot going on. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, November. Yeah, It's going to be awesome. Can't wait at the beach. Well, I was going to yeah, say the I'm only other thing about you making the decision down here is it's a great place – to yeah. um, provide education for a little girl too. That's right. It's We're a good environment excited. to grow up in. Oh yeah, she can be exposed is... to so many different sports and activities. And oh yeah, I mean, I love to coach soccer, so hopefully one day she'll be on the field with me. But if not, she wants to do something else. She can do whatever she wants. So. Something tells me she's going to spend a lot of time at Moss Creek or Bray's Island, <laughs> and you're going to end up owning a horse in the next ten to fifteen. Please, years. no horse. That's like another ten a year. I can't do that. <laughs> you never know, man. You never know. <laughs> no, but I mean, that's all the different things that that this area, right? Yeah. Like the, the children it's can awesome. have and and have access to, and you being in this industry, mm-hmm. whether being a member or not, if it's an experience that a child wanted, you could still get access right. to. So, one hundred percent, it's a great right. place to live, great place to raise a family. I'm obviously looking forward to spending quite a bit more time here for sure. Well, let's just get to work on the bugs and the humidity, and we'll be back. <laughs> yeah, we tried to spray the no scenes with garlic two years ago. That don't work, so don't try that. I hear you. Do you spray around the clubhouse? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it's just no seams are uncontrollable. They really are. Well, because, I mean, I sat out there on the event lawn, mm-hmm. like right off the back. Yeah. I didn't have a single problem. Wow, really? For like two hours one night. That's surprising. They're yeah. bad out here. We get them real bad. Well, and they had been everywhere. Like, yeah. we were over at Sea Pines, and like, that's, I was telling everybody, I was like, yeah, they invented the shag down here because that's how you got to move your legs <laughs> to keep the bugs that's off. That's true. Over. They <laughs> call it the Ohio SWAT down here. Like, you know people are from Ohio if they're, like, smashing their face with their hands and getting a little bit. The Ohio SWAT. Yeah, oh, the Ohio so SWAT. I learned that. And the Bluffton mating call. I learned that from Bill as well. Oh, yeah? What's that? Um, you got a beer we can crack around <laughs> here? That's, 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 that's funny. All right, well, let's close on that. We've gone a long time, huh? We've gone a little bit long. We okay, that's all right. Now, nah, Nate's a good egg. He yeah. needs to have his story told and, you know, and encourage more people to just stay true to your path. That's right. Yeah. Be right? yourself and help others. And, you know, if somebody's on the side of the road that needs help, stop and help them. You know, all it takes is five, ten minutes to help somebody. So That's right. The world's in a rush. We just need to slow down, making sure everybody's good, and do your best to, you know, serve others. I remember that old elderly, you know, take mm-hmm. care of the elderly. If you see a cart in a parking lot for them, push it back, open That's the right. door, exactly. say hey. Mm-hmm. You know, let's get back to that southern hospitality reputation again by living it instead of just hearing about it. That's correct. Yes, sir. Cool. Well, thank you, Nate. Thank you. Heck yeah. Appreciate it, guys. You, man. You guys are doing a great job, by the way. I appreciate you guys' podcast. Well, well thank, thank you. you. It's great to hear 
you know, like I said earlier, other people's stories and how they grew up and where they grew up and how they got to be the superintendent where they're at. So yeah, it's just going to encourage the next generation of superintendents to do the same thing. So we got to let him bang the tables. Go ahead and bang it. Did one you time. just did you hand him that to read for the end? That no. was pretty good, man. No, he's just a good dude. I, I think we owe him a creek. And wow, we're out. <laughs> that was for you, listeners. Thank you for listening to Pullin' Weeds, brought to you by Simplot. Please follow us on Twitter at Pullin' underscore Weeds Podcast. Keep up with all your association news and events at carolinasgcsa.org.